Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fudge and Meat. I'm Meat. I'm Anastasia. And I am Lily, and I'm Fudge. Today, we're going to talk about the draft. And if you've been following along with us since the beginning, our first episode ever was mansplaining the 2020 draft. So we're happy to say it's basically our one-year anniversary, and we're back with mansplaining the draft part two, plus what everyone's been talking about, a little bit of that Aaron Rodgers tea. Um, tea. If you haven't heard, there's rumors going around about Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers. So after our little bit about the boys and the draft picks and what we think about them, we're going to dive into the Aaron Rodgers drama. Um, yeah, it's like so we have to. Stay, stay tuned if you want to hear that. I honestly think that might be the most important or the most interesting part. But let's get right into it. The boys of the draft first round now last episode we talked about some of the draft picks we wanted to see basically it was mostly about positions and our number two spot or number two or three obviously another quarterback was our number one choice yeah <laughs> um, yeah of course but we were really keen on grabbing a cornerback and that's exactly what the packers did first round they picked up eric stokes um now eric stokes is a really interesting guy he he used to be a track star so he's actually a runner before he played football so one thing to note about that is that he's going to be really 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 fast uh we love to see it uh he was Hell on yeah. the cbs sports 247 sports all america first team first team all sec by the assorted press and phil Steele. second team by the leafs 14 head coaches he was the starting cornerback in all of his regular season games this past year uh he finished with 20 stops four interceptions, four pass breakups, and three quarterback pressures. That's pretty damn good for a college season. Um, so I, I think I think the choice behind this is fairly obvious. We talked about it in the last episode mm -hmm. that Kevin King is a huge reason why we lost a lot of our games. As you can see, Eric highly decorated. And so it seems like he's going to be a great counter to Jair and kind of a replacement for Kevin King. Mm-hmm. And I think when we were talking about him and kind of initially looking at some of his stats, we were kind of thinking that he ran a little bit under the radar and may mm. have not gotten the attention that he deserved considering the type of player he is and the talent he has. Well, that's one thing I really love about the Packers, though, is that um, I was having this discussion with my dad about Trevor Lawrence. You know, if Trevor Lawrence wasn't mm -hmm. the guy talked about for the past year, if he wasn't in the media, if everyone wasn't saying he was the number one draft pick and if you didn't grab him, you were stupid, would the Panthers have really drafted that guy? And so I think Eric Stokes was an interesting pick because initially when he was picked, almost everyone was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> you know, this this wasn't mm -hmm. a name brought up. I definitely don't think... He was expected to be a first-round draft pick, especially not to the Packers. But what I really love about the Packers is that I think instead of going based off of popularity or, you know, how the media has hyped guys up, we have gone to pro days and we have sent our scouts out and we find guys who we think have the right skill set. And mm -hmm. to me, I think Eric Stokes, especially just because he is, you know, lean, he's fast, I, I think he's going to be really, really good. Also, um, I think... Obviously, his interceptions are really important, but I think having QB pressures is also quite important because a big thing that was an issue with us last year is that when our defense wasn't on it, we could not stop the offense to save our lives. I mean, look at the game against the Bucks. 
I, th I think that's what did it in for us is that we just couldn't stop Brady. And so having a cornerback who can do that alongside Jair, who is just incredible and having Kevin King out of the picture, I could not be happier with this pick. Well, and Jair is so good down the field. So I think having <laughs> Stokes would just be a really good compliment to him. Exactly, exactly. Especially with his speed. He can be all over anywhere at once. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, to kind of build off to what you're saying, I think we choose guys that fit our culture and fit our needs. I mean, debatable with Jordan Love. I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> we're looking at what we need, and we're looking at guys who have these like attributes and qualities that are actually going <laughs> to fit with us and not somebody that's just like, big star power that we feel like we just should pick up, you know? Exactly. And so I'm pretty happy with Eric Stokes. I think, all right, if we had to give him a great, here's the thing, here's the thing, is uh, with every draft pick and overall draft picks, people love to give grades, you know, A mm -hmm. through F, like a letter grade. And I think, I really struggle with that because I think, I think your performance in college says very little about your performance in the NFL. I mean, I remember that A.J. Dillon was giving quite a low grade, and now he's one of our best running backs to replace Jamal Williams. So, and I, I don't know. Having one year in the league is so much more important than four years in college. I just think the grade thing is a little ridiculous, right? Like, we don't know how these guys are going to perform with the team until they actually play with the team. It's just it's going off of their college performances and the sort of, like, fame they garnered throughout their time in college and just the hype that's built up around them which again sometimes it is worthy and there is a reason for them to have that hype but for sure for not sure. always we're we're judging them based off their performance with their team their quarterback you know the mm -hmm. setup that they have and the team that they built against these college teams that they're playing you know that says very little about how he's going to perform with the packers or how he's going to play against the bears um but if I had to give him a grade, I'd put it pretty highly, maybe like a B plus. Once, it, like I said, I hate grading, but I'm pretty happy with having a pick for a corner. Yeah, I think B plus is perfect. To be completely honest. All right. So our next pick, we actually picked up a center, Josh Myers. Now, what I heard is that um, our third round pick, Amari Rogers, that GM Brian Gutekunst really, really wanted him. You know, he was going to be our second pick, and I think everyone thought he was going to go second round. But then GM took a look at Myers, and this guy is absolutely gigantic. And I think one thing to note is, you know, how many men of this size are on this planet? You know, I think it's yeah. really, really hard. <laughs> no, honestly, I think it's really hard to give up when you're looking at the draft and you see a guy this massive, this talented. Um and, you know, this safe, and especially we lost Corey Lindsley, um, our center. And so it was another desperate, desperate position we needed to fill. And you can't say that grabbing a center doesn't help Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be a big impact and something we needed. We reached up, we grabbed the center. And I'm also quite pleased with it. I think with these first two picks, people were doing the whole pick something, pick a weapon for Rogers, make Rogers happy. But one thing I want to note, which drove me crazy is that Aaron Rodgers is an athlete and he understands Well, I would hope he'd be smart enough to understand that a win 
in the NFL is a team win. Of course, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is going to lead the team, but you can't win a game. Like, for example, like I said, against the Bucks, our defense was a complete disaster. And it was the fact that we had a horrendous cornerback that cost us these games, you know, and, and why we gave up so many points. And so I think Aaron Rodgers understands the needs of our team and that filling in these gaps will help us win. So the, the whole thing about give Rodgers a weapon, I think that's ridiculous. I think he knows what we need. And also he has plenty of weapons. fantastic weapons. He's got MVS. He's got Lazard. He's got Devante. He's got Bob Tunyon, you know, and he's got two great running backs who he can hand the ball off to. So I just, people were so mad about this pick. And I, like I said, how can a center not help Aaron Rodgers? I think sometimes people just don't get as excited about like more defensive picks which is stupid because it's like you want Rodgers to be able to like play well, dance around, do all these things he needs to. You're going to need big guys in there. It's perfect for that, especially considering we lost ours. So I I don't I don't see the issue with uh second round grabbing a center when it's a position that we desperately needed. And like I said, this dude is massive. He's Huge. massive. When are you ever going to find a guy this size? You won't. All right, I'm going to quickly look up his height and weight. He's 6'5", 3'10". 6'5", 3'10". Come on, tell me you want to go up and draft that guy. Like, when are you going to find a 6'5", 3'10 center ever? Having that guy right in front of Rodgers and giving him his time to dance around in the pocket. No issues. No issues for me. I'm fine with it. And I think Rodgers is pretty fine with it, too. I would hope so. You gotta love it. I think so. I think he was a great pick, to be completely six, honest. I was like... 3'10". 6'5". 3'10". That is... I don't think I've ever met anyone that large in my life. I haven't either. I'd like... Hey, Josh Myers. If you are for some reason listening, we'd love to meet you. Honestly, we we had him on our podcast before. We had Thomas Booker on before to talk a little bit with Bryce Love. And, you know, we've met him in person, and we thought that was a large man. Josh might listen, listen. Thomas Booker is 6'4 <laughs> and only 298. So he's got an inch on him and 12 pounds. Thomas is huge. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that was possible to find a guy larger than Thomas Booker, but we've done it somehow. Um... <laughs> Okay, on to the third round pick. Uh, We talked about the fact that GM wanted Amari Rodgers and everyone was complaining that we weren't getting a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. But here it was, third round. Now what GM, what Brian Goodkunst did, this is what I heard apparently Ted Thompson did back in the days, is that when he wanted a pick, he said, make the trade happen. And they'd say, how much money? And he said, you're not listening, I want the player. Right? (laughs) And I think Gutekunst did a similar thing. He said, Amari Rogers is still on the board. We got to trade up. And they said, how much? And he said, I don't care. Um, He's got to get him. We got to grab him. And so it's absolutely great that we have Amari Rogers. A lot of people weren't super happy with it. Um, But he has fantastic stats. Uh, He had... 181 career receptions, over 2,000 yards, 15 touchdowns. I mean, pretty good to me. Um, I think what a lot of people were upset about is that he's not the biggest. He's only 5'9". You know, so a lot of people were like, who is this guy we're picking? What's up with this? 
But I think we have to remember, he reminds me a lot of Randall Cobb. I don't yeah. think that Amari Rogers is going to be a big play kind of guy, but, you know, we've got Devontae for that. We've got Alan Lazard for that. I don't think we need a big play kind of wide receiver. I think we're looking for Randall Cobb, someone who's sturdy, someone who's reliable, someone who can just get the two yards we need, you know, and and I think Amari Rogers could be the guy for that. I 100% agree. I, I just think he's going to be a really good complement to the other wide receivers we have, and He's a talented kid, and one of my favorite things about him was he was saying that his, like, ideal draft, like, placement would be him getting drafted in the second round to the Green Bay Packers, so you just have to... And we grabbed him early round three, so manifestation, Amari? (laughs) It just feels good. It, like, I think when I saw that video, it made me really happy just to be, like... Oh, it made my heart so happy. (laughs) Like he wants, he wants to be here, and I think that's another thing. Just as fans, we have to look at and say, a guy who wants to play here is going to do the best he possibly can. They're gonna like, work their ass off, and I mean, like, let's go back to whole th- the whole thing I said about reliable. He was only the fifth player at Clemson since 2000 to record touchdowns by rush, by reception, and punt return. So this guy insane. can seemingly do it all, and. He was ranked sixth in Clemson's history in career receptions. Come on. It's Clemson insane. is a crazy good school. I don't know the issue people have with this guy. I think he seems like a multifaceted receiver. And now let's take a look at our receiver squad, right? We've got Devontae Adams, like I said, big play type of guy. And he's reliable, but, you know, he's usually further downfield. And I feel like because Devontae is so good, coverage on him is usually pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's the easiest to get the ball into the hands to. And then we've got Alan Lazard and MVS. They're doing really well, but they're coming out of their rookie stages. You know, they've definitely had a few mess ups. MVS is either insanely talented or completely fudges it. And Alan Lazard, like I said, he really has only made some some big plays. Um, I haven't really seen him be a super reliable player. And then we have EQ St. Brown, uh, Equiminius. We don't see him very often, but like I said, I don't think we have anyone um, who's extremely reliable and someone who we can count on to get those easy yards. I think the only mm-hmm. super reliable receiver that we have is Devonta, And like I said, coverage on him is so heavy. And so I think Amari Rogers, Amari Rogers in the mix, especially with his various talents and the ways that he's able to get the ball into the field or get the ball into the end zone. I think, I mean, how could you not love him? I think he's just a great fit. I think he's a really great fit into the current Packers team we have. Totally agree. Um, And then we had Royce Newman. He's a tackle or guard. You know, he started all 10 games as right tackle. Allowed two sacks and 430 pass blocks. Uh, He participated in the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl. (laughs) Uh, he was graded as the Rebels' second-best offensive lineman with a grade of 78. So even though he was a later draft pick round four, he's clearly very talented at the school he was at. And, you know, like mm-hmm. we said, the defensive picks, I think people see as a little boring. But I think you also have to remember that when you're in defense, these are the guys that get beat up the most, right? Like the guys you see mm-hmm. walk off the field injured the most are usually defensive players or like a tackle. Um because they're the most physical in the game. And so I think that grabbing another tackle, it never hurts um, to have these guys sitting on the sideline. 
Yeah, and I mean, people always say it, which, again, I this is why I'm so frustrated with fans. They're the same people... So the people who are complaining about this are the same people that say, well, defense wins games. And it's like, yeah, we need it. We need to back... We need to do this, then. Like, we need these picks. We need these guys on our team. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Um... And then next, we have T.J. Slayton. He's a D.L. Um, once again, another boring defensive pick. Um, but what's really interesting, which I think is insane, is he was credited with a tackle in every single game he played, which to <gasps> me is quite unheard of. I've, I've literally never heard of that. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Is that not insane? Okay, I, okay. I, I, that I have ever heard credited with a tackle in every single game. I don't think I've ever heard that done. Um, he notched a career high seven tackles at home versus Kentucky, which is a crap ton. Um, led Florida defense with five tackles against Georgia. Scored lone solo sack of the season at Missouri, so he got the only sack of that game. And he appeared and started in all 12 games um, at defensive tackle. So you know, I <laughs> I don't know how this guy was so late in the draft. He sounds insane. He seems real. I, I'm not going to lie. He seems real impressive. I don't know how. Yeah, kind of. I'm reading over. I know I wrote these notes, but as I'm reading them out loud, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> this Where did show. What? It's just great. But, well, what I love to hear about this is that, you know, getting a tackle every game or, you know, having his career best or having the most tackles or the solo tackle in that game. What's really important, which I think hap doesn't happen often with the Green Bay Packers, is that he showed up to every single game. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's the Packers' biggest weakness. You know, some games we really ball out, we really go crazy, and then some games just nobody shows up and we're a mess yeah. all over the place. And so, you know, if this guy gets developed and we see him on the field, I would be really excited to see. He seems really passionate and he seems really excited to play ball, which I think is so important. He just seems like somebody who really wants to go out and get it and really put it all out in the field when he plays. And yeah, I really clearly he has. <laughs> clearly yeah. he has. So honestly, he's a later draft pick. I don't know if we'll see him on the field this year, but personally, I would love to. <laughs> Same here. I really hope we do. Now, our next pick was Shamar Jean Charles. He is another cornerback. Now, I think this is interesting considering first round we grabbed a cornerback. Um, but of course, like all of these draftees, there are, I, I think one thing to note too is that, you know, as we're going over these guys, they're all very impressive. I think anybody who's drafted in the NFL draft is going to be an incredible mm -hmm. player. Um, so, you know, I just... You never know what's going to happen. Like, looking at his stats, he made 25 starts in 50 career games, so he was there half the time. Led the nation as a senior with 16 PBUs and 17 passes defended, one interception. Um, so his stats aren't as fantastic as Eric Stokes, but then again, you know, this guy's clearly talented. And I think I think this, the reason we grabbed another cornerback is that, of course, first-round pick, it was probably our most dire need. Kevin King cost us a lot of games. And clearly, we needed someone to fill that spot. Now, in my opinion, I feel like we grabbed a CB late round after Eric Stokes, just in case, just in case Stokes ends up being a bust. You know, mm -hmm. it's 
if this is a position we really need filled and if we only grab one guy to do the job and he can't do the job, I think it's safer for the Packers to grab another guy late round. Um, I think they have a lot of faith in Stokes, and I do too, but like I said, if he's a bust, it never hurts to have a new rookie. And like for all we know, you know, we've got Bob Tunyon undrafted, Alan Lazard undrafted. This CB could be one of the best cornerbacks we've ever seen. So, um, <laughs> never but, I, but I really think it's just that this position was a dire need and it, it might be beneficial to have someone on the sidelines in case Eric Stokes doesn't show up. Again, I think just with the way that guys get roughed around in the game of football, it's never a bad idea to have somebody ready to jump in whenever they're needed. Absolutely. Um, now, I think we're only going to talk about one more draft pick. The last two, we have a linebacker, we have a running back. We just let go Williams, but we already have two great running backs. Um, maybe this kid will work his way up, and a linebacker, like we said, never hurts to grab another defensive guy. But our last draft pick we're going to talk about, I'm personally so, so excited to talk, to talk about, it's Cole Van Lannen from UW-Madison. Yeah. Now, what's really amazing about this guy is you know, he played in 45 games, 19 starts as a left tackle. Um, he anchored the offensive line and paved the way for Jonathan Taylor, which was pretty awesome. Uh, but what I love most about this guy is, you know, he's he's talented enough to get drafted, love it. But he is from Green Bay. So when he received the call with the offer to become a Green Bay Packer, he was sitting probably five miles from the stadium. You know, he was at home. Zesties, if you're not from Green Bay, is a little uh, Green Bay cafe. We serve frozen custard cheese curds. And so he was at home eating Zesties custard when he got the call from Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst. And, you know, whether or not we're going to see him on the field, what makes me the happiest is knowing that that was probably the best day of that kid's life. It just feels really good. Like when Lily and I, or in Anastasia and I heard this news, the first, we were just going back and forth saying, this must have been his dream growing up. Like, absolutely. This is probably the thing how many he times dreamed about. People asked him, where do you want to go? And he probably said, the Packers, but that's a long shot, you know, Packers, but who knows where I'll go. You know, he grew up right next to Lambeau Field. He's probably been to a million Packer games in his life. He attended college still in Wisconsin, was still a Packer fan of Aaron potentially gets to play alongside Aaron that's incredible that's insane what's really funny is is I heard that he barely got the call and it showed up on his phone as a spam risk but it was a 920 number which is the Green Bay area code so he was like oh I'll pick it up and it turned out to be coach Matt (laughs) I mean we're both from Green Bay we know the, how those spam calls are. <laughs> and, oh my! Listen, guys. You know if, one thing you need to know about Wisconsin is the amount of telemarketer political spam calls you get is insane. So honestly, the fact that he picked this up. <laughs> well, and the other thing I think for us having also grown up in Green Bay our entire lives, that's the Packers are our everything. That's it. Like. There's really not much more. I mean, that if you can't tell like, based on the town's about. Yeah. Yeah. It's our, our entire culture. I mean, I feel like a lot of you, maybe a lot of you are from Wisconsin or have been to Green Bay, so you know 
But if you're not from Green Bay, one thing you got to know is that it really is a small town. You can't walk anymore, anywhere. You have to drive everywhere. It's, it's not like a walkable place. It's really just kind of houses and suburbs. Our downtown mm-hmm. is two streets <laughs> with a bridge in between them. Um, yeah. Well, it's like four bridges, Lily. <laughs> so you're right. And, and even better is Lambeau Field is not surrounded by a city. It's surrounded by houses. Yeah, you know, not much Green Bay. So the Packers are really our entire culture and everything anyone cares about. If you grew up in Green Bay and you're not interested in football, you bet your ass that you're at a tailgate wearing a Packer shirt because it's how the city is. And so, just for this kid to be able to grow up here and be drafted by his hometown team, especially with a culture like the Green Bay Packers, he was. I can't. I can't imagine how ecstatic he was. No, that's what I just keep falling back on. I'm like, that, it's just the dream. I really, I kind of hope maybe he'll post some stuff that's like, you can see, maybe he has some old pictures in like a Packers helmet or Packer gear or something. Like, I'd love to see that. I really, I hope it, it's, it exists. I do. I know. I want to see a little kid picture of him. Um, waiting oh. for his draft post. It was so funny because the Packers had each drafted player give a little, um, Thanks to Green Bay, you know, on the Instagram, just a little speech on the story. And his Wisconsin accent was strong, to say the least. It was there. Um, So I really hope, you know, odds are if we keep him, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really hope we do. And I just hope that, you know, I I hope the best for him. I, I just bet he was so, so excited. So I wish him the best. Just yeah, shout out Cole. Shout out, shout, shout out, out Green Bay out. kid. Um, but now, the drama you've all been waiting for, Aaron Rodgers. Now this, this started the day of the draft that apparently Aaron Rodgers had told someone in the Packers organization, we don't know who, that he was disgruntled with the management and that he doesn't want to stay. Um, now, this was pretty interesting news, and it was pretty shocking. I think even a lot of the players were shocked, and I think a lot of them are probably quite offended. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some tweets from some players where they're just kind of not having it. Um, but it's really interesting because nobody's quite sure what it is that Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled about. You know, is it about lengthening his contract? Is it about the fact that he's got Jordan Love behind him? I think that's the most interesting part is... No one exactly knows why Aaron is upset. Um, No. So there are a few reasons, but I think they're worth talking about, mainly because I think they're stupid. Um, The first one is extending his contract. You know, I could see that being the reason, because clearly he sees that he's getting older. He wants a chance of winning Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl and wants to continue to stay with one of the best teams in the NFL. I could see that he understands, especially because there's a young quarterback behind him. I could see why he would want to extend his contract and fear that in the next three years, because he's on the second year of his four-year contract, that he might uh, that he might go then. So I, I could see that being the issue. But he, my problem is, is that if he were to move to a different team now because he's mm-hmm. upset that the Packers aren't keeping him long enough, I feel like that's kind of contradictory because his best bet at winning another ring is to stay with the Packers, you know? So I don't under, if he's mad that his contract isn't long enough, but then leaves, 
I feel like that's pretty contradictory, right? Like if, if he went yeah. if he went to the Broncos, he would have virtually no chance of winning a Super Bowl ever again. Um, sorry. So no, on it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so sorry. Honest. We're but, we're not sorry. We're not. No, I'm not sorry. It's interesting because at first I was quite upset about this whole situation, but the more it's gone on, the more I'm just like, God damn it, Rogers, you're acting like a diva. Like get well, over and the yourself. Whole- the whole thing with this, too, that I think is so upsetting, there's a chance that this could be nothing. Like, this exactly. could just be which, absolutely nothing. Which is stressful and, as hell. Yeah, it's like, why do we have to worry about this, deal with this? Like, again, you never know. He could have been just, like, talking to some of the guys. And, I'm still pissed about how we drafted Jordan last year. Like, I'm mad about that. Like, makes me want to leave. Like, he could have said something as know, simple as that. I know, in passing, and... Yeah, I mean, and and the whole the whole Jordan Love thing. Listen, I understand that he would be upset that we grabbed, we traded up and grabbed a first round draft pick quarterback, right? But you sent me a post today, and I saw this, and I totally agreed that he is a three time MVP. Why the hell are you threatened by some random yep. kid? Listen, Rogers, like all you have to do to prove that you're better than this kid is play better than this kid, right? If if you continue your MVP streak for the next few years. We're going to get rid of Jordan Love. That's how football works, is we keep the best guy for our team. So I feel like just being threatened by a kid straight out of college when he's a three-time MVP, to me, it seems a little childish, like a little bit of a prima donna move. Yeah, and the other thing that upsets me about it, and this is a whole other kind of discussion with it, I do think, in a way, though, there could be some grounds for just a failure on the end of our front office and failure to communicate with players. And I saw this and was really, it really made me think about it when apparently they're talking about how since the Buccaneers drafted a quarterback this year, I think late round, um, they talked to Tom Brady ahead of time and said, Hey, this is what we're doing. You're obviously our guy. We're just drafting a guy um, for like the future. And we were hoping that, you know, he can kind of be under you. We can build him up. And apparently Brady was excited and was really all for this. Well, you know why he's for it? Because he's going to help this kid train. And if he's better than this kid, he's going to stay in his spot. That's all there is to it. The thing is, though, too, the front office could have told Rodgers ahead of time and said, hey, we are going to draft a, a QB. This is what we are going to do. Listen, I understand that, but my issue is is that it's been an entire year now. If he's still oh, no. frontal about it and they still haven't talked about it, I mean, I feel like LaFleur and Gutekunst have been very clear that they want to keep Rodgers and they think he's the guy. That's the big thing about this, is that is so like, much time has yeah, elapsed. Like, I feel like it's so ridiculous to be disgruntled. Another thing that I heard and I was like, come on, is someone was like, I know what this is about. Apparently, their reasoning was that, you know, Aaron Rodgers talking about how much he loved Kumaro. Like, how long? Oh, I heard this. And then he's mad because the next day, Gudukuns got rid of Kumaro. Like, come on. This is not because of Jake Kumaro. You have to be kidding me. And I feel like also, like, sure, Aaron Rodgers is praising this guy, but Goody could have gotten rid of him for a variety of reasons. I doubt it was out of. Um, Pettiness? Yeah, it definitely wasn't to spite Rogers. You know, it. bottom line, it could have been money. <laughs> I mean, there's Straight so up. many reasons why Cody Coons might not have wanted to keep this guy. But also, it's been so long. 
and that's like I hate to see it, but that's how football is. You see players you love come and go all the time, and I just can't imagine that Aaron Rodgers is pissed about Kumaro years later. It's just one of those things with this whole debate, and like I, this is from every single Packer fan I've talked to. Nobody thinks he's gonna leave. Nobody. Like everybody's in the position where they're just kind of like sucks, but I don't think he'll leave. And even if he's pissed for the whole next season, he's not gonna try to play like shit as like a protest. Yeah. Like my, he's just being thing. dramatic. Is like you said before, the fact that this could be nothing and it's all over the news and we're stressed about it. Literally cause I hear a new thing every day. Like you know, during the draft, I heard Gudekunst and LaFleur say the day after the draft, we're not getting rid of him. And also, mm-hmm. I firmly believe, you know, during the draft, like, everyone was so worried during the draft. And I remember thinking, if we were going to get rid of him, we would have done it now for the Broncos' 20 million first-round picks. You know, like, yeah. the fact that we kept him during the draft and after the draft, I feel like, would have been a ridiculous move. Um but, oh gosh, I totally lost track of where I was going with this one. We've seen this happen with other quarterbacks, especially within uh, recent years. And oh, but they, on, it either doesn't go thing, through. <laughs> yes, but talking yeah, about him staying or leaving, you're so right. The point you were making about that we don't think he's going to leave and we don't think he's going to play like shit. I, I mean, I hear back and forth first, you know, they're saying, oh, he's going to stay. And then I saw news today that's like... Aaron Rodgers is definitely leaving or like the management yeah. sees that they definitely have to get rid of Rodgers and it's like didn't they just say they weren't I'm so confused um but even if he stays a lot of people were talking to me all concerned that Rodgers was going to ride the bench out of pettiness that he doesn't want to be with the Packers so much that he would ride the bench and listen it's funny because a lot of Packer fans were saying this to me too and I was like have you guys seen the games? If you have watched a single Packer game, I mean, first of all, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is causing all this drama anyways already shows that his ego is absolutely gigantic. Second of all, if his point is to prove that he wants to remain quarterback, I think his best bet is to play as a fucking quarterback. And third of all, I don't know if you've ever actually seen a Packer game, but check out preseason games or any games where we're absolutely crushing the other team and we throw in our second string quarterback to keep Roger safe. If you ever look at Roger's face while he's watching these second string quarterbacks, he cringes the entire time. He's antsy to get out there and show that he's better. I just can't imagine that he would sit on the bench. I think maybe, um, you know, preseason, he might do something or he might not show up to practices as his little dramatic protest, but Mm-hmm. To be afraid that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play in the regular season, I think that would totally contradict everything that he wants. And also, yeah. he is one of the most, and like for good reason, his ego is huge for good reason, but he is one of the most egotistical quarterbacks that I have ever seen. I cannot, I think he would rather die than watch Jordan Love play in his place while he rides the bench. Straight up. That sounds like his worst nightmare. <laughs> Like, it just is one of those things that it almost makes me more upset talking about than it makes me, than I'm actually stressed about it. Like, well, because in my thing, opinion, I think it's ridiculous. Same. I, I just think he's being hella dramatic. And again, I, I, I just no, after, that's the thing is, at first, I was pretty, 
like, oh no, he's gonna leave, but the longer this is going on, and the more dramatics that Rogers is having, if any of these are real reasons why he's upset with the Packers, it's kind of pissing me off. Like, no offense, well, but Rogers, grow up, buddy. Play the game. And we've all heard all the stories about it. I've heard from first-hand accounts that he's a diva, and that's just what he's like. And we I know mean, this. I mean, for reason. He's a fantastic ball player, but he's a yeah. prima donna. Come on. And the other thing is, too, with how he played last year, it just seemed like this whole thing would have been over by now. He, he was the MVP. He was ridiculous. He was playing so well. Like, it kind of made it clear that he was our guy, and he was going to be our guy, and that we don't have to worry about Jordan right now. Jordan's not even on the bench. Tim Boyle's going to be coming if we have if we need a backup. Actually, like, actually, it's not going to be Jordan. No, but last year. <laughs> Oh, did last year. Yeah, no, we did drop him this year, but you're right. Last year, Tim Boyle would have gone in any time Rodgers wouldn't have. I mean, I think we got rid of Tim Boyle because we have Jordan Love. But, I he mean, went like, to the Lions? <laughs> Rip. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tim Boyle season no longer. Damn. Bye, Timmy Boy. <laughs> well, this is the first news I've heard of this. I'm sad. Um, but uh, but uh, anyways, I was told also, I mean, being from Green Bay, one thing you gotta know is a lot of us are settled in Green Bay because a lot of our family members or people we know actually work with the Packers. It's a huge organization. I'd say one of the biggest yep. in the city. So, I mean, I don't want to say we got connects. But we do. We got connections, and I had someone privately tell me who is, or whose family members are involved with the Packers, that they are most certainly not getting rid of Rodgers. Now, I will tell you this was during the draft. Maybe things have changed, but it would be hard for me to imagine that within a few days, things are so vastly different. I just, to any Packer fan who's really genuinely worried, or to anybody who's like, to any Bronco fans out there who are like, yay, we're gonna get him. No, I'm sorry no. if, I don't know. I, it, okay, you know what? If he does end up leaving, I will, and I promise, get yellowish lip tat on the inside of my lip, I will do it. <laughs> well, we'll and that is a it. promise. We'll post it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like I that's just, my promise. I just think that, leaving the Packers is so contradictory to all of his goals, even if he's disgruntled with us, you know. Bottom line, he wants another bowl win. I mean, if he if he just wants money, you know, if he wants a contract, fine. Go to the Broncos. Farewell. I mean, bottom line, whatever happens with Rodgers, I'm a Packer fan, and I'm going to support my team, not a player. Um, but yep. I will always love him. He was iconic here, but I feel like leaving the Packers is so contradictory to everything he wants to accomplish. I just think it would be a mistake. I we've been so close these past two years, and there were things well, also, that obviously just weren't is, quite right. Winning the Super Bowl as a Bronco, you? Why? I mean, would that ever happen? <laughs> why would? Like, first of all, why would you want got, that? Like, come on! You've got Devonte Adams, you've got Aaron Jones, you've got Matt Lafleur. Like, I've I, you know since the beginning, maybe he and Matt have not gotten along super well, but I you know I think I think. A lot of people, 
Hmm, how do I explain this? I think a lot of people are driving issues from the fact that they aren't best friends. Which, you know, it yeah. sucks that a coach and a quarterback aren't super tight, but at the same time, that's not the point of football, right? The point no. is to win. And clearly Matt LaFleur is making wins and Aaron Rodgers is making wins. And I think they respect each other a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, the those are my two cents on the whole thing. I just think that they've made... It seems like they've managed to, like, find a relationship that works for them over the past year or so. Um, past two years, I'd say. It just seems like they've been able to kind of patch up the biggest issues that they have between each other. And I think that's still just why this news is so surprising. But, I mean, it's just also sucks that we literally haven't heard anything about this. But I'm sure soon-ish we'll find out. Um I mean, but we'll see. I would hope. I am just saying, I would be surprised if Rogers left. If he did, I think he'd be making a huge mistake. Same here. I don't think he'll. I think he's so much more likely to get a ring, another ring with the Packers than anywhere else he could end up. No, and like we said, you know, if he feels threatened by Jordan Love, Rogers, all you have to do is play your best and continue to be MVP. And we'll get rid of Jordan Love. Yeah, that's a problem. Anastasia and I will personally do it. We will, <laughs> yeah, we will literally knock on Jordan Love's door and break the news that he's no longer You're gone. Green Bay Packers. We will break um, the news him that he's no longer. I feel like nobody we might... told me anything. I didn't hear from anyone. Like nobody. Yeah, nobody no. Said uh, that. Yeah, you're gone. You're so, gone. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Daddy Maddie told us to tell you. Sorry. He told us. Um, Goody also was like, "Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want that kid." So I mean, yeah, he, they like, just didn't want to tell you. Maddie and Goody and us, you know, we're just all so tight that, you know, I they they just they asked us to do it, Jordan. I'm sorry. What can we tell you? I'm sorry. It's better us. It's better we break the news to you than them. It's it's not it's not you. It's them. It's not you. It's me. Aaron Rodgers would come with us. Oh yeah, we'll get him tag along. Standing at the door with a little farewell basket. Like bye bye. He'd be like, "Good luck, good luck with the Lions, or good luck with the Niners. See you later. <laughs> Have fun with the Broncos. <laughs> Have fun with the Broncos. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm sorry, Jordan. We're just not the biggest fans. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds like I feel like we a little explanation is due. We we don't dislike Jordan Love. It's really just a running joke. Yeah. Since the last draft, that when he was drafted, we were so shocked and felt so disrespected for Aaron Rodgers that we kind of pick on Jordan Love a little bit. But I mean, would I be mad? We wouldn't complain. No. I wouldn't complain. If Joe Jordan. Burrow came here, I wouldn't complain. Oh, you know what? That's what we said. I think we've said this in a previous episode <laughs> that our solution, our solution is to, in a few years when Rodgers' contract is up, and so is uh, the rookie contract with um, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, that we grab Joey B. <laughs> we just love him. We just do. I don't know what it is about that man, but I, you know, he also has a, a huge ego. We used to call people who were hella arrogant, we, we called it the Joe Burrow arrogance for a while. Yeah, because it's just... The way they, that these guys carry themselves, Joe Burrow just embodies it. He does. He does. Um, but also, he seems like a great guy. But this is such a big digression. Um, <laughs> this is well, huge. 
sorry, Jordan. Yeah, sorry, Jordan. Uh, we don't mean it. It's a joke. But um, those were our thoughts on the draftees and on Aaron Rodgers. If you have any thoughts of your own, comment on it. We are ready to debate, especially with the whole Aaron Rodgers drama. I'm pretty. I'm pretty solid with my views on that one. Uh, yeah. But thank you guys so much for another episode of Fudge and Meat. We will catch you later. Uh, signing off, guys. Bye-bye. Love you. <laughs> Love you! <laughs> I like you do.